The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Be Fit for Life. Your host is Chad Austin. There's no time to get yourself into shape. Like right now, you'll learn how to overcome the day-to-day excuses and start working on the rest of your life. The results will come as you go and will just keep getting better and better. Now, here's your host and motivator, Chad Austin. What's up, everybody? I'm Chad Austin. Welcome to Be Fit for Life. I recently started reading a great book called 21 Days to Change Your Body and Your Life. I just wanted to take a second at the beginning of the show today to share with you a few segments from the introduction of this book. The introduction really speaks to me. It's called Tomorrow Never Comes. So I thought it was a perfect way to start today. Because tomorrow never comes. Once upon a time, in the not-too-distant past, I stood 5 feet tall, weighed 198 pounds, wore a size 20. I could not walk very far. I could not climb stairs, and my body hurt all the time. I was unhealthy and going nowhere fast. What saved me was death and a life-changing experience. The life-changing experience was holding my father's hand while he died and finally facing my own mortality. It made me think of all the things I'd never done while waiting for another tomorrow, waiting for the day when I'd miraculously wake up thin and fit with no effort or sacrifice on my part, waiting for the day when all my dreams would come true, the day when things would finally be different. I'd spent years waiting, staring in the bottoms of empty ice cream containers, spoon in hand, wondering what had happened to to me in my life. Where did I go? Who was this fat, unhappy creature, eating away her days, passing time, waiting until she died? I had no answers. The young, fit, happy, passionate, hopeful 20-year-old I once knew was gone. She had been replaced by a sad, overweight, dispirited, hopeless 37-year-old, one who could not even reach her feet to tie her shoes. One who was too fat to fit in a Lego ri- a ride at Legoland. I spent my days taking care of my children, cleaning the house, running an unfulfilling business, and struggling in a bad marriage. I ate to fill the holes inside and stuffed away the pain with as much junk food as I could. I loved my children dearly and would never trade them for anything in the world, but being trapped in a miserable relationship where nothing seemed to be good enough had left me empty and void. So I ate and ate and ate. I tried, I tried to diet a million times, and a million times I failed. Day after day, Monday after Monday, New Year's after New Year's, I would vow to start fresh. And this time, I would succeed. But that success didn't come. So I continued to wait. And a little bit later in the introduction, it says, Less than one year later, I was 82 pounds lighter and a size 4. Now my life is different and mostly good. I have challenges like everyone else, and I have good days and bad days. I even put on 15 pounds during the stress of the divorce, but 15 pounds is a drop in the bucket compared to the 82 pounds I originally lost. My goal of this book is to show you what I've learned, to show you that change is indeed possible. You don't have to be stuck in your body. You don't have to be unhappy or unhealthy. Sure, we can only change certain things in our life, 
and we can only change things, not people, but we can create our own happiness and we have a moment here and there of joy. We truly are in charge of our own destinies. The ability to change is in your hands and I want to show you how to get started. I can't do it for you, but I can lead the way. It takes 21 days to create new habits. So stop waiting for tomorrow. Start right now. So I really, I started reading this book a few days ago, and I just really like it. But I think it's perfect for this show. I always talk about making fitness a priority and uh, taking on challenges. But one of the reasons I wanted to read it today specifically is their author of this book, Helen Ryan, is my guest this morning. So here's a little bit more about Helen. Like many women, Helen found herself leading a busy life with little time to take care of her, of her health or herself. As an entrepreneur and mother, she spent years moving from project deadline to child activity with no thoughts about her future or pursuing her own dreams. In 2003, she was faced with her father's death from cancer. It was at that moment, Helen, wearing a size 20 on a short frame, realized that if she didn't change her life and try becoming healthier, she would die too, without, and without doing some of the things she wanted to do with her life. Losing more than 80 pounds in 10 months through simple dietary changes and, ex, and ex, exercise, Helen became to, began to rediscover the person she used to be. She became a certified fitness pro to help others and returned to her writing roots, penning her first book, 21 Days to Change Your Body and Your Life, which is an Amazon bestseller, by the way. Her story has been featured on Shape.com and in the Huffington Post. Helen motivates people to become healthier in a realistic way, work fitness into their busy lifestyles, and lead healthier, happier lives. So I'm really excited to talk to Helen about this book later. Um, you've heard me use the phrase, make fitness a priority, a lot on this show. I use it all the time. Reaching your fitness goals is not easy. If it was easy, then we wouldn't have any overweight people in the world. There are always obstacles and challenges that you have to overcome in order to reach your fitness goals, or any goal for that matter. Helen says in her intro, she was always waiting for the day that it would just miraculously happen and she would wake up thin and fit without having to go through any sacrifices herself. And unfortunately, that's not how it works. That day, just like tomorrow, is never going to come. You can't do it without overcoming obstacles, without having to go through adversity. I have completed two Tough Mudders in the last year. If you're unsure what a Tough Mudder is, it's a very challenging obstacle course that includes mud, fire, water, electrocution. Both times I went through this, I went through this with a team. And there are obstacles where you have to climb over tall walls, climb over mud piles, climb through mud tunnels. Uh, jump into some really deep water, some ice water, carry each other, carry tires, et cetera, et cetera. It's not as much of a race as it is a challenge. A Tough Mudder usually stretches about 11 miles and has 18 obstacles in all. It's often called the toughest event on the planet. Actually, the shirt I have from the last one I did says that on the back. It says toughest event on the planet. So when I tell people I'm doing something like this, I always get mixed reactions. Some people look at me like I'm a superhero, while other people look at me like I'm just plain crazy. So most people wonder what my motivation is for doing something like this. I know part of it is that I love the physical challenge. I feel like I just started a long battle with Father Time, and right now I'm very determined to win that battle and stop myself from getting any older. Or more motivation probably comes, though, because of what I think the obstacles represent to me. 
So we all face obstacles every single day. And when we run into them, we have a choice we can make. We can just stop and turn back, or we can find a way to overcome them and keep heading in the direction we want to go. I wrote a blog last year that I called The Bigger the Challenge, The Bigger the Reward. And it was in large part about the first Tough Mudder experience I had. It is In it, I shared a story of the butterfly, which is one of my favorite stories that one of, my, one of the best coaches I ever had shared with me when I was a kid growing up. So I want to share it with you again today. The story of the butterfly. The story goes that a man found a cocoon uh, trying to come out of a cocoon. Uh, trying to but- found a butterfly trying to come out of a cocoon. And so the man decided to sit and watch as the butterfly tries to squeeze itself through this little slit at the end of the cocoon. And eventually the butterfly stopped, stopped struggling, like it gave up. And so the man decided it was going to help the butterfly out. And it got some scissors, and it snipped away at the cocoon so the butterfly could come out. And when the butterfly emerged out, his body was all swollen, and its wings were all shriveled. And so with the man, and he kept watching, expected that any moment that the wings would expand, the butterfly would fly away. That never happened. So the man, in his kindness, didn't realize is that the struggle the butterfly has to go through to squeeze its body through the slit in the cocoon is what forces all the fluid from its body to its wings and makes them strong enough to fly. And since the butterfly never had to go through that, it never got strong enough to fly, and it actually had to crawl around on the ground for the rest of its life. Sometimes struggle is exactly what we need in our lives. Going through life with no struggles and no obstacles would cripple us We'd never be as strong as we could be, and we'd never be able to fly. So knowing the lessons I've learned from this story and other stories that as I grew up, the bigger the challenge, the bigger the reward. The more you struggle, the more you grow. I recently made a commitment to, the, to do, take on the biggest challenge I've ever taken on in my life. In about 24 weeks from the day, November 15th, from 10 a.m. November 15th, to 10 a.m. November 16th, I will be competing in the world's toughest mutter in Las Vegas. And so the world's toughest mutter is very similar to the tough mutter I mentioned earlier. That's 11 miles, 18 obstacles. The difference is that the world's toughest mutter, you compete in it for 24 hours straight. And so you just go through the course as many times as you can in 24 hours. At the end of 24 hours, the person who's went through the course the most times is crowned world's toughest mutter. So this is I I heard about this last year after I did my first Tough Mudder, and I wasn't quite quite crazy enough to do it then. But this year, as I've done a couple more, and I've been needing a new challenge to take on, when I got an email for it last year, it was out of the country, so my hands were tied. I couldn't if I wanted to. But this year, it's in Las Vegas, and my parents been wanting to go on a trip with me, and that's the happens to be their most favorite place on earth. So I decided it was a sign I have to do it. So I'm about to take on a really long training session for the next 24 weeks, and it will be the biggest challenge I've ever done, but I'll, I plan to be ready. So I'll keep you updated on my progress as time goes on. But we're going to take a quick commercial break now. When we come back, we're going to talk more about overcoming obstacles and overcoming challenges to make fitness a priority in your life. And we're going to bring on my guest, Helen Ryan, and talk about how in 21 days you can change your life and your body. Be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
How many times have you heard this? I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. You are what you eat. I've tried every diet. Diets don't work. It's time to stop this kind of madness and start thinking and feeling empowered to change your health. Tune in to The Raw Truth with Chef Sharon Fraser. Join us weekly for thought-provoking conversations with world-renowned experts in the food, medical, holistic, sports medicine, chiropractic, and naturopathic health sciences. The Raw Truth airs live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned into Be Fit for Life with your host, Chad Austin. If you have a question or comment about our program, send us an email at ChadAustinFitness at gmail.com. That's chadaustinfitness at gmail.com. Now, back to Be Fit for Life. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Chad Austin. You're listening to Be Fit for Life. Joining me on the show this morning is Helen Ryan. Helen is a business owner, a freelance writer, mom, fitness pro, nonprofit founder, and an author. Her book, 21 Days to Change Your Body and Your Life, is an Amazon bestseller. Welcome to the show, Helen. Thanks for joining us this morning. Well, thanks for having me, Chad. Oh, my pleasure. As I said in the beginning, I started reading your book, and I really liked it. And um, I found it on Kindle a few days ago when I started preparing for our show today. And ever since then, I've been really excited to have you on the show. I feel like you are a fitness professional who really does get it. And you understand, I mean, our, our job is not just about helping, giving people a tough workout. That's, that's just the fun part for us that we get, that we get as a perk. <laughs> but uh, how we really make a difference is by helping people make lifestyle changes so they can get long-term success, helping them make fitness a priority. And so definitely uh, very well written. I'm excited to talk about that. I think um, one thing, one of the first steps in helping people make long-term success is helping them figure out what their why is. So you have to know why you're making this, the sacrifices you are in order to make it something that's long-term in your life. Then your book and your, your website and a few, play, a few different places I've seen where you talk about what your why is. But for listeners who don't really know your story very well, can you just help explain to us what, what, was, it, what was your reason why? How did you change your life and make fitness a priority? Well, like you talked about when you read my intro in – I used to just always wait for something to change for me. I didn't really, I wasn't motivated to put forth the effort, so I would just keep waiting and waiting for something to change. In 2003, something did change. My father passed away from lung cancer, and when you sit and you watch someone die in front of you, you suddenly realize that life is going by, life is ticking by, and and the why the reason I'm here is, is to help other people. If I hadn't done that, I, would, I was just waiting and waiting for something to change in my own life. So watching him die really made me realize that I'm going to die too. 
that this is not just a pretend life. This is a real life, and this is the only one I have. And I, I hadn't been doing anything to take care of my health. I hadn't been doing anything to become fitter. And I'm not talking about getting a six-pack or an eight-pack. I was just talking about, you know, being able to tie my shoes, which I couldn't do, play with my kids. And my dream was, secret dream, was someday to be a fitness instructor again because I had been one in the 80s. And so getting that wake-up call was my why as to how I changed my life. And that's uh, very powerful, I'm sure, whenever – I'm sure that – that comes to mind once in a while whenever you wonder, whenever you don't feel like working out or if you don't feel like uh, sticking to your meal plan one day, uh, that is your fuel for success. I'm sure that that why. I think uh, back and I realize, you know, I can wait until tomorrow, but why? Because waiting until tomorrow means I wait till another tomorrow and another tomorrow. Once you start on the habit of waiting till tomorrow, which I, I have gone back and forth. Still, because I'm not perfect. Once you start in that habit, it's hard to break because each day becomes I'll start tomorrow, start tomorrow, start tomorrow, and then mm-hmm. you realize that cholesterol is going to go up, and you're not you're not getting healthy, you're not moving your body, and every day, kind of that you delay something positive for yourself, you know, just thinks life go by so quickly, and you don't get to do what you want to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like I always talk about that on the show. Our people, we we always fitness is always something that everyone sees the importance in, but we're always putting off until we think we have more time. And that's going to be something that if you fall into that habit, it's going to be something that you just keep putting off, putting off. But finding that motivation, uh, the why that I think is the big part of it. In your book, the twenty one days to change your habits, you kind of you go day by day, so it's really kind of a baby step approach, so people don't get overwhelmed. But how do you help people kind of find their re- their motivation to get started and stop pushing it off for the next day? Well, in the book, I, I have people ask themselves a few questions and to make sure that they're, you know, they're feeling the right motivation. If if you're not motivated, there's nothing really you can do to, to motivate someone. Like they have to want to change inside, but change is scarier for everybody. And if, especially if you're very overweight or out of shape, it's really hard. Like, how do I get started? Like if you have 60 pounds, I lost 80 pounds. If you have that kind of weight to lose, it can be super overwhelming. So I really just try to, to help people find their reason. Most for women, especially it's, you know, they want to play with their kids. They want to be healthier. And women my age, I'm, I'm 48. I talk, speak to groups of women, and I remind them that we don't want to end up in a wheelchair. You know, we want to end up the great granny that's walking and, and playing with their kids and having a life. We don't want to end up not being able to move and care for ourselves when we're older because that time will come sooner than we expect. And if we keep moving just a little bit every day, even if it's just walking, doing some basics, that will make a big impact on our health. Mm, yeah, just uh, – um that you mentioned that with your kids, uh, the the why that is so powerful. A lot of times that that is where it comes from. My mom's actually uh, she has kind of a similar story where she lost eighty pounds. But her reason why, what her uh, wake up call was basically, we were on a ski trip one day, and it's something we used to do as a family every year, but we hadn't gone in several years. And this particular year, it was our it was the first time we've gone in a long time. But it was my nephew's first time skiing. And so both of them were so little, they didn't even have poles. And so, but, but it was really something pretty cool for my mom as a grandma. But when we got there, she didn't realize how out of shape she had gotten. And we went down the the mountain just one time 
and she realized her body just couldn't take it. Her lower back, her knees, everything just just couldn't take it. And so the whole rest of the trip, she really wasn't able to join us, and she wasn't able to see my grandkids or her grandkids learn how to ski for the first time. And so that was really when like the second we got back, everything kind of changed for her. And that's been always her motivation that she wants to be able to be an active grandma with her with my nephews. And so I think once you find that reason why it's very powerful and you can, you can move mountains and get started and t- tomorrow, tomorrow you don't, you don't, you don't keep putting things off till tomorrow once you have a reason. So I, just, I do think it's really important to, to dig deep there at the beginning. Um, I've always I thought that, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I know just to find a, a, a reason that works for you because so many, particularly women, I go back to women because I am a woman, they just want to look good in a bathing suit. and That's not enough motivation for most people. That's not going to keep you going. You know, and anybody could technically look good in a bathing suit, but you really want to find that health and the strength and the power to do something positive with your life. Mm. Yeah. You know, I've always thought that accountability was one of the most important words in fitness. And so we can always have the best plan in the world, but if we don't follow through with it, then you're not going to get any results. And so it's easy to find a reason to skip your workouts or put things off. But just from you as a writer of your book, why do you think, why, why don't people exercise? Well, most of the time I think that people feel they're too busy. All of us, I think, grew up with the notion that we have to work out for an hour or we have to do this or we have to do that and nothing else, you know, there's no, nothing else really matters, but we can actually fit things in more easily than we think. If you don't have an hour, you could break up your workout throughout the day. There, there are things like that. I, I think that we have these preconceived notions or you have to, you know, bench press 200 pounds. So they don't want to go in and try because I think their expectations of, of what, they have to do are inaccurate just at least for basic health and for getting into shape. People just think that they have to work harder more than they do so they don't want to try. It's very easy when you're busy to go ahead and do something else rather than take 10 or 15 minutes for you. Yeah, I've talked about that a lot on the show too about how uh, people, the, the long couple hour workouts and they wonder why they don't have time for anything else, but they don't, they're spending way too much time in the gym, more time than they need to really to get results. And they could actually get more, more results with the shorter workout. Uh, I read some article before in a fitness magazine where, uh, this guy would spend, he was really having trouble time and balancing fitness work and his family. And he would spend hours at the gym every day, a couple hours at the gym every day where he'd come up and get home, get done with work and go straight to the gym and then work out for a couple hours and come home. But he's never really spending any time with his family. And one of the days when he woke up, his, his son met him at the door and asked him if he could skip his workout that day and come home and spend time with him. And so that wow. was like the last, that was like the last time the guy worked out because he just figured it, if, if he couldn't work out for the two hours he was working out before, then it was pointless. And so, but, and so, <laughs> And that's what I see a lot of people just thinking that they have, it's very black and white, I have to do this or, you know, nothing else will work. Also, people don't do the kind of exercises they like. I've done boot camp type classes. I've done you know, different types of classes to try it out. I'm not, I'm not one of those people who love burpees and love jumping jacks. So I find things that work for me that I like doing. And People should try different types of exercise. I think that holds people back from doing exercises, doing things that they don't like. If you don't like boot camps, 
or, for example, the insanity or different things like that. Don't do it. If you love that kind of thing, then that's the workout for you. Then Zumba wouldn't work for you. Have to find the type of workout that you're going to like in order for you to continue to do it. You don't have to love it, but you have to like it. Oh, I, I totally agree. And some of my clients just uh, fell in love with you when you mentioned not liking burpees and, and stuff like that because <laughs> they hate it when I make them do that, I know. But <laughs> but I, I think uh, one smart thing my dad said uh, years ago before I even became a trainer, but I just happen to remember it, but he always thought the best workout is the one you like because that's the one that you're going to do. And so I, I think that's uh, good advice for everybody. If you don't like what you're – if you don't really like – especially if you hate what you're doing, then you're probably, it's probably not going to be a long-term solution. Everything I think you should be looking at is as long-term. And so you want to get long-term results. And if your workout is realistically not something you're going to keep doing, then you probably need to find a different one to do. Yeah, I agree with that. So I really love the title of the introduction of your book, The Tomorrow Never Comes. And uh, you have, I really like the, the way how it's all written, but I always tell people that me saying that all they have to do is make fitness a priority. That doesn't mean that I think their workout needs to be more important than their job, their family, their kids' activities. And so what, what I'm saying is that even though they are busy, they can still make fitness a priority too. Like majority of my clients I've had really since I've been a trainer, they all have busy schedules. They all have jobs that sometimes require them to travel. A lot, a lot of them have multiple kids at home. And so they have activities going on every other night of the week. And, and so the, it's easy to make an excuse where we don't have time to get our workout in. But the fact is that you're always going to be busy, and so if you want to get fit, you have to fit it in now, even though you have everything else going on in your life. And so how, how do you help your clients balance taking care of all those responsibilities that they have with family, work, job, and, um, and still get their, take care of their fitness and put themselves first too? They need to look at their lives and look at their schedules first off and see how much is is busy time that's not really busy, that doesn't make a difference. A lot of people say they don't have time to exercise. In fact, when I was first losing the weight, someone told me, you're lucky that you have time to exercise, but she would watch four hours of television a night and I would watch none. So the difference is I took away things that weren't important, like television watching, and I substituted it with some form of exercise. Um, I also got up 30 minutes earlier before the kids were up, before I had to get everybody ready for school. And it's, I'm not a morning person, but I realized that's the only consistent time I had. So I worked out in front of the television in my pajamas watching, you know, news for about 30 minutes in the morning, and that's how I got started. So I try to have people look at their schedules. What, what can you do? Can you do it during lunch? Can you do something with the kids? Or can you just fit in five-minute workouts throughout the day? You go for a quick walk do some squats, do some push-ups, do some planks, grab some weights or some tubing. Even if it's five minutes, if people sit at a desk for long periods of time, get up every 55 minutes, set an online timer, get up from your desk and just move. Whatever you can do to fit it into your life. Yeah, I think that's great. I I remember reading that in your book with those little five-minute workout breaks they talk about. I think that's a a great tip for people to follow. with TV, you know, I, I am someone I, uh, this would be a, a admittance on my part that I mean, used, TV used to be a problem with me. TV is addicting. And every, everyone, I mean, most people in the world watch 15, 20 hours of TV a week. Uh, and I mean, probably a lot of people, it seems like that's probably a low number. But we all, and then for, for me, it was more for sports. But I mean, I would, I'd done a couple campaigns this year where we did one over, uh, we did a March Madness campaign where it was helping people, you know, even even though there's, you know, 
four days straight of the week where there's nothing but basketball that can keep you glued to the TV to still find the time to get your workouts in. And so to keep your workout in, keep fitness a priority through the madness is something like that that we call it. But definitely uh, it's, it's, it's something that it's, habits are hard to break. And so whether they're good or bad, but if you don't change anything, you can't expect any changes to happen. And so I, I know on in your website uh, and a lot, you, one of the words you, I see written a lot is change. And so, how do you think? Uh, how how do you think it? How important you think it is for people to start with change, basically, to help them get started on the right track? They have to make small changes. I believe at once. Some people can make big changes, drastic changes. Usually, if they have a health scare, they're more apt to make a, a bigger change. But little changes. It is all about change. Anything that we've ever done in our lives has required change. If you went to college. You had to require, it required you to change. It required you to go through college, to get good grades, to get a good job. Anything that you, you really, really want requires you to make some change on your part. And I think that we need to take our health more seriously and think of it in that same vein where you have to make these little changes. You know, sure, I want an entire box of donuts. I can eat an entire box of donuts. I love donuts. Maybe I'll have a half a donut, not the entire box of donuts. I, ha- I have to change my instant gratification for future for future health benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have sure. to make little changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I totally agree. And the, and the food is the big thing. Short term, short term pain for long term pleasure. If you you know deprive yourself a little bit and take that take that little bit out of your diet, then I mean, you'll get used to it, and it'll be easier to make that sacrifice when you start seeing results happen too. And it's a little That's- bit of of. Uh, little bit of sacrifice at a time and one of my spinny friends who's actually probably listening right now she said she was she has actually lost about eight pounds in the last few weeks but she made changes to her diet and now she's not feeling as hungry anymore and i think people also need to realize that if they feel a little bit of hunger you don't want to be hungry starving but if you're a little bit hungry in the beginning that will probably go away and so you won't feel that way all the time and they need to know that there's light at the end of the tunnel Okay, I know on on your website you have a lot of fitness tips. We're about to go on a quick break here. Uh, what is the website that uh, has uh, the best fitness tips where listeners could go right now? We're on break and take a look. Is it um, not the Ryan dot com one, but the other website you have? What is it called? It's realworldweightloss.com. Yeah, I was looking at this earlier, and there's a lot of great exercise tips, fitness tips. But listeners, realworldweightloss.com. Uh, go and take a look at it, and we'll be re- we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back with more from Helen Ryan. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. 
Tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Kelly covers our relationship with food and teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be, taking us on a weekly food journey, guiding us to a more rich and vibrant life. So tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned into Be Fit for Life with your host, Chad Austin. If you have a question or comment about our program, send us an email at chadaustinfitness at gmail.com. That's chadaustinfitness at gmail.com. Now, back to Be Fit for Life. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Chad Austin. You're listening to Be Fit for Life. I'm here with Helen Ryan, the author of The 21 Days to Change Your Life and Your Body. Um, Helen, you lost, in your story, it you lost 80 pounds in 10 months. And so in 10 months for 80 pounds is really awesome. You stayed on track and uh, kept a, and kept a consistent weight loss and must have for the whole 10 months. So it's pretty fast. But when you think about it, 10 months really is a long time. And when you have such a big goal, so I mean, this is I my clients, I've had several clients I know that have had a big weight loss goal that have, I've been fortunate to help some people lose 100 pounds and, and stuff like I know you have too. And and my goal currently, what I mentioned in the first segment, the event I'm training for right now is 24 weeks away. And so sometimes I know when your goal is so big, it seems like it takes forever to get there. So I mean, how can you, how do you go about keeping your clients motivated and keeping them going forward? And when it seems like the finish line is just so far away, I think what people really need to do is choose not think about the big picture. When I first started to lose weight, I actually did not set out to diet. I did not set out to lose the weight because in my mind, I knew I'd fail thousands of times. And I knew in my heart that I was not going to succeed. And I know that sounds negative, but that's the space that I oh, was that, in at the time. That sounds honest. <laughs> and it, it was. I'm like, I'm not going to. So what, what I decided to do is I'm just going to get healthier. Forget the whole diet thing. So I just took little baby steps. That's when I started. I was, I told people this, and, and it's kind of funny. I was a vegetarian who did not eat fruits or vegetables. <laughs> so I was very unhealthy. I ate a lot of sweets and chocolate, and, and uh, I still love chocolate, and <laughs> fruits, not fruits, um, chips and all those kind of things. And I rarely ate any fruits or vegetables. So I decided just to get healthier. And all I did is I started to add more fruits and vegetables into my diet a little bit more lean protein because I'm sure I was not getting enough protein. I was a vegetarian who ate dairy, so I could get cottage cheese, that kind of thing. And so I started to make those little steps, and I just started to walk. And I, then after a little bit, I started to add a little bit of weights in because I just had to make baby steps because if I had started out to, quote, unquote, diet again, I'm pretty sure that I would have failed. So I completely changed my mindset, just get healthier. And as I started to do those little changes, my body was probably starving for nutrition. It was probably starving for protein. Mm -hmm. And then it was starving for exercise. So when I added those things little by little in, that's when I started to see the weight come off. And it took about three. And I didn't feel deprived because I wasn't, quote, unquote, dieting. So if I did have a piece of chocolate, it wasn't the end of the world. 
And it took about three months, and I didn't tell anybody because I knew, again, if you tell somebody and then you feel you feel you have egg on your face. So mm-hmm. I took about three months, and I was out getting the mail, and one of my neighbors comes up to me getting his mail, and he goes, you lost weight, and I lost 29 pounds. And it was at that very moment I thought, you know what, maybe maybe this time I'm actually going to make it. Maybe this time will be different because I, I approached it differently. Mm-hmm. I I love that you were so honest and you you said that that you didn't that you thought that you would fail cuz I I know and I'm I'm sure you know know this from other clients you've trained since you've been a trainer you've been a trainer a long time now that really our first job is convincing people that they can do it because normally when you come to a trainer the truth is that you failed several times on your own before you come to us and that's why you're coming to us and so the first step is really getting your mindset right and so it sounds like just taking this different path and focusing on on your health more than, than your image at first is really what made the biggest, biggest difference for you. Yeah. And just to not focus so much on the scale and to really just, you know, try to, try to put your health first. That's, it's really hard. If you have a lot of weight to lose now, my 80 pounds in 10 months sounds like a lot. In all reality, that's two pounds a week. So we, you know, the beginning I lost faster, which is normal. And then it started to trickle down, but I also had to keep changing things and tweaking things. If you keep everything the same, you will hit a plateau and you won't lose weight, whether it's, Mm -hmm. it's with food or whether it's with exercise. So constantly tweaking things, but I really didn't feel deprived. It also helped that I was 10 years younger than I am now. Let me tell you, it's much harder to lose weight at 48 than at 37. You know, there's a, a big difference there. But you just have to tweak and find what works for you. But but don't get overwhelmed because people who are overweight feel like failures because they may be in charge of everything else in their life and everything else is going well, but they can't control the eating or the exercise. And I have been there. I know what this is like. It's like, why can't I do this? Why can't Why can't I not eat the whole bag of chips? Why can't I get out and exercise? I felt like such a failure inside and I think a lot of people are afraid of failing again, so they don't try. And, and I can certainly relate to that. And so when you give them little steps to improve their health, I know everybody wants to lose weight. But if we take the pressure of losing weight off the table and we really approach it more in a sensible health respect, yes, you may only lose, let's say you lose a pound a week. Well, that doesn't seem like a lot, but in 52 weeks, you will have lost 52 pounds. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that uh, that your with your book you go through baby steps and everything, and because it, it does seem like a really long journey when you get started. And I, I read a there was another magazine I, a article I used before from Success Magazine, which is a really great inspiring magazine for those of you who want something else inspiring to read. But it talked about it was talking about distance running, and it mentioned the the X factor. Uh, that people hit the X spot. And basically what it means is at the end of a marathon, because when we have a big goal, that's what I compare it to. If someone has a hundred pounds to lose, or if if that's how big their goal is, it seems like a marathon. And it's almost like you're never going to reach the finish line. But when you think of marathon runners, once they see the finish line, even at the end of a 26 mile race, then they speed up. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, and so you never see a, a, a person at the end of a race, whether it be a 5k or a half marathon or anything, you never see them start walking once they, once they are in close to the finish line. They're always, they always get a burst of energy and they go faster. It's like, once we know that the end is there, then we could get a little extra burst of energy. If only we could get, I mean, it's really hard to do, but if you could have that motivation through steps along the way then imagine how much faster and how much easier the journey would be. But how do you, how do you kind of keep people, 
uh, when they ha- how do you keep keep people the, the getting that motivation as if they saw the finish line, you know, throughout the whole process? Do you have any strategies at your work? Well, kind of like if you think about it, I'm I'm a cyclist. I, I used to ride. I haven't ridden a lot in a long time. If you look at, for example, the Tour de France is 20, you think it's 21 days or 23 days, but every day has a stage and every day has a winner. So you don't like, yes, you win overall, but you could actually win King of the Mountain or you could win you know, the sprinting. So they have little goals along that entire way where if they, do, if they don't, when that one day they have other days to make up what they lost. I think that works well for people who are trying to lose weight and also set smaller fitness goals. One of my clients who's been coming to me for a while, she just had a grandbaby last year and she wanted to get back a little bit in shape to play with her grandbaby. When she, she first came to me, she had no balance. She couldn't get up and down off the floor and her goal was just to be stronger and she sent me a video of herself paddleboarding again, and I almost cried when I saw it because that was, <laughs> she wanted to be out paddleboarding and with her kids, and there she was on a paddleboard, and she said, I couldn't have done this without you. And she hasn't lost a ton of weight, but she's so much stronger. She can do things. I have to keep, like, pretty, I told her, I'm going to have you do a triple toe loop, you know, with kettlebells. You know, I was just joking <laughs> because you are getting so strong and so good at what you do, and her balance is now amazing. And... So if you set little goals for yourself, I have clients try different exercises that they probably can't do. She she could do one dip, tricep dip, when she first started with me, and now she can do 13 to 15. doesn't sound like a lot, but she weighs a lot. It's a lot of work on her triceps. She has come that far. She likes to see those little goals. If you start out with doing one push-up and then three weeks later you can do five push-ups and two weeks later you can do 15, those are measurable goals so you can actually see improvement, not just the numbers on the scale, because the numbers on the scale will mess with your head. You want to mm. see those little, make little goals for yourself, just like you're doing with your training. You have 24 weeks to train. It's always good to have some kind of a goal. Let's just say your goal is to walk a 5K because you can barely walk. Every week you work towards that goal of walking the 5K. The next time your goal is to run half the 5K, walk half the 5K. It's much easier to reach your your weight loss and fitness goals if you actually have like a tangible goal, not just I want to wear a bathing suit. Maybe this summer you want to go paddleboarding. Well, then you prepare your own training plan in order, you know, to get your balance, to get your core strength, get some upper body strength, get some flexibility in those legs. That really helps you move towards, have something to move. Everybody needs like that carrot in front of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like that uh, analogy too. Just imagine the carrot in front of you. And that, that story you said with your client, uh, that's great. It actually makes me think of a few of my clients. It's so rewarding uh, to see that much uh, success. And imagine her confidence has to be through the roof now, knowing how far she's come. So that, that's really thanks for sharing that. Um, Bert, in your introduction, you also talk about New Year's resolutions. You mentioned New Year's resolutions, where it seems like every year I'm. It, you didn't say this, but that's what I take from it. Every year you were making the same New Year's resolutions because you were, you were failing on them. And that the New Year's resolutions thing, that the, the, there's a stat for New Year's resolutions that after six weeks of the year that majority, 90% of people fail. And I hate those stats, and I think they're really just meaningless 
because they're making it sound like once you mess up, then it's over. And like you have to be perfect or or there's no point. And in fitness, you're never going to be perfect. Listeners, if you don't know this already, you're going to mess up from time to time. You're not going to be perfect in your fitness plan. You're going to mess up from time to time. You're going to skip your workouts from time to time. I know a lot of my clients and myself, if I'm being honest, it used to be a big thing with, with food. And so I know if I'd skip, if I messed up on my meal plan on accident, like I wasn't planning on cheating and I cheated, then I just would have the mindset, well, I, I just, I guess I kind of already blew today. I might as well binge the rest of the day too. And so I, I know a lot of people do that. And what would you say to people to kind of help them get out of that bad pattern? That's exactly the thing that a lot of people face. I'm glad that you actually said that as well because you and I know that fitness professionals, a lot of us pretend to be perfect. You know, we pretend that we don't do this and we don't do this and we, we don't eat chocolate or you don't have, you know, a beer every now and then. It's nice for people to know that people in the fitness business are human too and that yeah. every now and then they will do something that they hadn't planned on. I mean, some people are perfect, and but we don't want to talk about them. You know, they, mm-hmm. but it's it's just... We all do what we think is messing up, but life is all about ups and downs. So it's it's okay. I think especially for women, it's hard for us to, to – we like sugar more. It's hard for us to have like a cookie or a brownie without thinking, you know, like you said, now I blew it. And so now I can continue eating. And that was my that was my problem as well. And you think about it, though, like let's say you go shopping and you intend to spend $40 and you spend $80 at the store. You don't say, well, I've just blown my budget. I'm just going to continue shopping all day and spend $5,000. You know, that it doesn't make any sense. But yet when it comes to food or exercise, that's exactly how we think. And we need to change that thought process to it's okay to have a brownie. Because for me, why would I... You know, so it's a 400-calorie brownie. Why would I continue to eat another 3,000 calories? That doesn't, and on in a practical level, realistic level, that doesn't make sense. But that's where so many of us are stuck in that pattern. Or I didn't get to exercise my hour. I might as well do nothing. If you don't exercise your hour, you do five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. We need to change that whole black and white. I think throughout most of our lives, we've been bombarded with things in magazines about how things have to be and it's so ingrained in our lives that that diet and exercise should be black or white but nothing in Mm. life is black or white we need to learn that there are gray areas it's okay to do this if you're really tired i tell my spin class people if spin class people it sounds like some weird group i spin class (laughs) i tell them that you know what you want to work as hard as you can while you're in here but if there's a day where you just are tired and you just want to come in here and ride at a low level, that's okay because at least you're here and you're moving your body. You don't have to do sprints and intervals through the whole class. You can do what's right for you. Now, when you really want to push yourself and get fitter, you work hard, but it's okay. It's okay not to go 100% all the time. Yeah, I, I agree. And I like, to, I like to tell people that when in fitness, there is no norm. And so that's what uh, I think when you first become a fitness professional and it's a bad habit to fall into because they'll, they'll teach you different patterns and it's everybody, everybody is different. So just because something worked, whether it be your workouts or your cardio or, or, or uh, nutrition, if something worked for one person, it does not mean it's going to work for the rest of the world. Everybody is different and everybody's body responds different and everybody's mind responds different. So it's really, it's fine now what's best for you. Uh, but I, I completely agree there that, I mean, every, I mean, you, Everybody, everybody's different, and so there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's what works best for you, and so and I think it's the best advice. Like I'm all for eating breakfast. I believe breakfast is super important. For some people, 
they do not need breakfast. And if they eat breakfast, it actually adds to their daily calories. They're, they're very few people, but they, they don't have to eat breakfast if that's what works for them. Everybody has to, to figure out what works for your body. You have to respect when you're tired. If you've been up all night or half the night with something, I still like teach my classes or different things like that, but I will get off the bike more. I will respect the fact that, you know, I'm really exhausted and I'm just going to do this today. Or my clients can come in and, and I usually work them hard and they say, you know, I'm really kind of tired today. We do an entire floor workout where they're on the floor with tubing. They work out, but they don't feel quite as exhausted. So they know they can come to me. They're still tired and I'm not going to make them do 20 minutes of jumping jacks. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, sometimes getting something in is better than not doing anything at all. And so it's, you got to go, but, um, go, go back to what we said earlier about the, um, binging for the rest of the day after you mess up. So I'll make an, a, another, uh, I'll admit something I did myself. And I talk about my, my thing I have coming up, the world's toughest mutter that I have 24 weeks. And so when I figured out it's 24 weeks that we were going to make three eight-week programs, it starts today. And so unfortunately, on Friday, I had one of those days where I kind of cheated and I didn't mean to. I've been being very, very good. But then I didn't mean to and cheated. And I kind of used the excuse, well, I'm starting a whole eight, new eight-week program on Monday. And so there's really no – I mean, I can, I can really – I mean, I can just call this weekend just lost already and start over Monday. And so I kind of really didn't eat very well at all this weekend. And so I, I'm really, I know better. And so I'm mad at myself now. But uh, the point is that everyone, you will, you're never perfect and you're going to mess up from time to time. And that I, I love uh, Jillian Michaels quote about this, about fitness, that there's, you know, you're always going to come off, you're always going to come off course from time to time. But all you have to do is take a U-turn and you're right back on track. And so that's why I really hate the New Year's thing where it's basically saying that if once you mess up, it's done, it's over, you've ruined it. And that's not the case in fitness at all. You're always going to mess up from time to time. It's just getting back on track. Yeah, that's how it is with everything in life, really, when you think about it. You, you, it when you're in school and your your grades took a dive, you didn't just give up completely, but you decided, okay, I'm going to start working now and do my homework and my grades are going to come back up again. I have experience because I have teenagers whose grades took a dive. <laughs> so <laughs> everything you do in life is kind of like that. We need to make sure we think about that with our health too. It's okay to do this as long as you can get yourself just back on a healthy track. Even the next meal, don't continue eating. If you had a pizza, fine. Um, just eat something really light and healthy for dinner. Just get right back on track. Don't wait. The longer you wait, the harder it is to get back on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hard, the hard, longer that uh, that binge or that 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 long, the longer you're off track. Definitely, the harder it is to recover. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, you mentioned a little bit. You have I like it on your website and in your book. You mentioned it a little bit. I, I I'm still not done reading your book yet, but you have where you break up during the day we're getting people moving during the day even if it's just for five minutes at a time but and tell me a little bit more about your strategy there how do you fit in exercise when you're super busy what can people do for a quick exercise at the office at home or even while out at the office it depends of course how many people can see you but you should really try to set a timer and get up every 55 minutes you can do an online timer or go talk to your coworkers instead of emailing or IMing them. Get up from your desk and go see them. If nobody's looking or nobody can see you, there's no reason why you can't do squats, push-ups, planks in your office. And if you get up every five minutes and do something, get some water, do some squats, keep moving. Even in your chair, 
You can exhale, you know, contract your stomach tight. You can do little isometric movements. You can bounce your feet up and down. You just want to keep moving. You can go for walks during your break. What I think more companies should do is they should actually do meetings where everybody goes for a walk because you get the blood flowing. You're more creative. You're not sitting around, and people, the meetings will also be shorter because you know, nobody wants to walk like, for five hours. So you really can get if, – if companies had more of a culture of, of getting people to move – I think employees would be a lot healthier and happier. Even at a meeting, if you don't sit down, you can still talk when you're on the phone. You can pace around. Like when I'm talking to you right now, I'm pacing around because I talk better when I'm pacing. You, know, you, could, you just keep moving at home when you have kids, when you're doing the dishes. When, you're, when they're in the bathtub with little kids, you can do push-ups and dips on the side of the tub, and you're right there watching your kids. You can go out and play with them. You can take your break every five minutes. When you're watching television, every commercial break, you can get up. This commercial break, I'm going to do squats. This commercial break, I'm going to do planks. Sometimes if I sit too long, I'll skip through the house from room to room. And last week I was uh, in the watching, my daughter was watching television. I went in to talk to her. And then I, the song came on. I started dancing. And, and she goes, what are you doing? And I said, I'm dancing. She goes, I can't look at you. And I go, well, you don't have to look at me. I just needed to get up and I'm going to talk to you. If I'm not going to make it on Dancing with the Stars, oh, well. You know, I just needed to get up and move. <laughs> I love that. I lo- that the People don't realize how much a little bit makes a huge difference. I, I love the the walking idea for meetings and office. That's great. I mean, the majority of, uh, the majority of your clients, probably along with mine, you know, 70% of them, I'd say at least have jobs these days where we sit all day long. And so keep it in mind, listeners, you burn probably one calorie a minute for eight hours when you have a job that's sedentary like that. So, I mean, getting up every, every once in a while to move around, that make it really adds up during the day. It'll make a huge difference. And so that's great advice. Um, well, we're near the end of the interview now. We're almost out of time, Helen, but this has been a really great interview full of a lot of great information. Um, if For one more question, if, if the listeners that were listening today, if they could only take away one thing from this interview today from our talk with you, what would you want it to be? That your life starts now, that this is your real life, and that every time you do things that are not healthy can can set you back. A lot of us think that life is that, you know, something better is going to come along, but I think we need to live in the here and now, and we need to take, we need to realize that actions we do today all have long-term consequences. It's okay. Like we talked about, you know, maybe not to exercise if you don't, you know, all the time or just do something shorter and have a, you know, something every now and then, but overall your priority should be getting yourself healthy for the future and just, making your life a priority because we only have one life and when it's over it's over yeah i love that great tip to end the show with there's stop waiting for tomorrow start today tomorrow is never going to come and well thank you helen for being on the show i really enjoy talking to you and listeners 21 days to change your body and your life that book can be found on amazon i've been reading it the past few days and i really really like it it's a great book for anyone who wants to make changes in their lives and make fitness a priority and start living a happier, healthier life. But go check that out. Um, and your other, was it eat, uh, real weight loss, real world weight loss.com. Is that yeah. the other website? Real world weight loss.com. I've been on there too. And I had, I'll put all this on my uh, Facebook page here later today, 
but it's got some great information. It's full of exercise tips, fitness tips, and just motivational, inspirational material to use to keep you going. But thank you, listeners, for tuning in this week. Thank you, Helen. And we will be back next week on Be Fit for Life. Thanks again for tuning us in. Please join Chad Austin next Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Be Fit for Life on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, have fun, get active, and be fit. Be fit.